Welcome back to another episode of Bevo's Balls, a podcast where two avid Longhorn fans talk about UT sports from football to baseball and everything in between. I'm your host, Thomas. It's always joining me is James. How are you doing tonight, man? Oh, man, I'm kind of drunk tonight on that burnt orange Kool-Aid after watching this uh, spring game, man. Uh, I'm doing good. I'm, I'm happy. We two, won two out of three this weekend against Baylor. Had some actual football. Um, we got to see the, you know, I'm sure we'll get to it more, but the what I would call the progression of Quinn Ewers. Uh, got to see a lot of the young guys make their impacts. Man, it's uh, it, it feels like a good time to be a Longhorn right now. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, the game was great. Um, I mean, you got to see a lot of stuff. You know, you got to see Quinn, uh, Malik, Manning, which, you know, let's, let's start there with the spring game. Like, the hate that Manning, that Arch is getting – on the internet is really it's like it's incredible like that just it shows you when you bring a powerful name as manning and a brand like texas together how much hate a kid's gonna get like come on like, it is a he's a early early freshman it's a spring game um a couple of throws that they're trying to make like they're laughing at like his first throw it was a little out but like that's a good throw. They put it where his receiver can make. Like that's a that that route and that throw is made again is or is supposed to gain nine yards. You talking about the one where he kind of like bails a little bit, but kind of like I'm not a shuffle. No, his, his very first throw, his very first throw, okay. where it's like he throws an out. It's kind of like a comeback, oh, and it's yeah, I got you. Uh, that that play's not meant to be a 50 yard gain. The second play, he rolls out and he throws a a great ball on the run and just the defender makes a better play. You know, the defender's there to break it up. And then he throws the ball away. Like, like, what's wrong? Like, you know, he's doing what he's supposed to be doing. Like, but just, you know, everybody's on Twitter hating because he didn't go to their school. And, you know, so it's, you hit the nail on the head, man. Like every single division one college, I don't care if it's Alabama, Ohio state, Georgia, they all wanted him, and every single fan would have a complete opposite to him if he would have picked their team instead of Texas. But of course. It's because of Texas, you know, we get the shit talking. I have a lot of Aggie Twitter, or actually it was more Oklahoma and Aggie popping up on my timeline this weekend, and dude, he didn't even consider them two schools, so like, fuck off. Like, yeah, I mean, it's and we just have to get used to it, because every single time, like, if Quinn, anytime Quinn was going to struggle this year, which is you know, it, it's going to happen, right? As a quarterback, naturally, you're going to throw picks. You're going to make mistakes. It just happens. People are going to be calling for Quinn immediately on Twitter, everything. Every single failure Quinn has, he's going to be calling for, for Arch to come in. And at the same time, it, I, I, they're just going to micro manage and analyze every single little thing from probably body language to how he looks to – everything so i mean we just better get used to it because we're just gonna have the arch manning hate show for the next three years yeah and well i don't know if they're like this year so in the game you know quinn looked good i thought he looked oh yeah i thought he looked good he uh 
you know, Sanders, he threw a great ball to Sanders, who dropped he dropped two actually. Mm-hmm. And then he had a deep ball to Xavier that that looked nice. Um, you know, the run game, the running backs all looked really well. Um, what have what's Brooks at? Was he hurt? Uh, I think they just he had that sports hernia surgery. Oh, so he's just coming back. Yeah, I mean he's bad. He's been around, but I think they probably just held him out from contact. Okay. Safe. Same thing with Keel. I think he had like was it a hamstring? Some yeah, he I know he was out, but um yeah, but like, you know, Blue looked really good for not playing for two years. Baxter, I think he didn't get really loose loose, but you can see the talent there. Like he's gonna be really good. Um Red looks pretty natural coming out of the backfield, running, and then even our damn scout team kid. Dude, um, I was what was I can't remember his name. The fourth he ran hard. Woods. He Woods. I think it's the last name's Woods. Yeah. Yeah, he ran hard, man. I was just like, who is this kid? But I mean, it's just great to just show that like we're deep, man. And shout out yeah. to Coach Schweiss for putting that room together and being able to keep all these highly touted guys because that's a whole other thing in the NIO, you know, keeping all this elite talent. And we had the you know, the number one running back in the country again is trending to Texas. So, yeah, if this dude can land the number one, number two running back, depending on what you look at for what, three years in a row, that's absurd. Yeah. And then, uh, but, you know, that's like the running back looked good, running back group looked good, but the offensive line looked good as well. Um, I know, like, uh, and then the defense, I thought the defense looked good. I saw Hill made some good plays. Yeah. Um, pretty some instinctive plays, and and then uh, you know, Ad Mitchell with that t- one nice one-handed grab for that touchdown for Quinn. I think he's going to be a huge difference a difference maker this year for the team. Um, he's like six foot four, right? He's a big. Yeah, big. he's a yeah, he's the tallest receiver we have. So yeah, he definitely that's much needed. And uh, my boy Jonte Cook had a nice little put the burners on, showed some speed. It took me a couple times to get through that that uh, watch because I was uh really had a bunch of stuff going on. Uh, was it BJ Allen laying that lick on Xavier Worthy? Was it was it Allen? I know it was Allen. I can't remember his first name. Yeah, he laid that lick on Xavier Worthy on the sideline where he, he caught that ball and tried to turn the Jets on. He just came and popped. Xavier Worthy popped up like and got in his face, kind of like he laid the wood. But I think it was more of the cornerback that. I, I think I think Xavier went and he 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 put his shoulder into him. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, he de- like Xavier's not going to run over a lot of people. He's really not that. He's not a huge. Um, he's not huge, but um, but yeah. So I think my, to answer your question though, my probably two favorite plays or not favorite plays, but things I like to see was one that Jaden Blue break tackles four yards for the end zone, putting his foot in the ground. Um, and uh, getting the score, and then we'll, I know you said he also made the worst play of the scrimmage too. And then Jordan Whittington, he caught like that that five yard ball and turned it into fifteen. And I'm like, dude, you know, he just he looks a lot leaner. I saw. Do you see that post game interview he did? I think I sent it to you. Yeah, uh, yeah he was talking about he was like scared, but I mean not in that way. And uh, he looked like leaner. He looked like a football player. He doesn't look like a bodybuilder anymore. Um, yeah, those are probably the two plays that, you know, stuck out to me besides, you know, seeing some deep balls finally land. Uh, that was, you know, Stark has already said like his offense kind of relies on those deep balls and we haven't, you know, we still have Nayer to come back and hopefully we'll be able to stretch the top off the defenses here and kind of open up some of that stuff Stark is wanting to do. Yeah. We really haven't even touched on him yet, but Malik Murphy looked fucking great. Oh yeah, man, he was slinging that fucking ball. Like he, because he had right before he hit Cook, he hit um the other freshman Moore right in the hands, and he dropped. Like Moore had a couple of drops, but he made a couple of nice catches. So it's a spring game, freshman trying to yeah. you know first time big time environment. But that would have been another highlight play from him, like over the middle. Because if Moore catches that ball, he's gone for six. That's you know that's easily six. So, um, but yeah, like Malik, like I hate to say it, but I think that was kind of the putting he was putting on a show for another school. A hundred percent, man. And you know, I'd like to see uh, if we can get up, you know, big on teams like Rice and things like that. Put him, put him in, dude. Like get him, you know, get him game time reps, even if it's garbage time or you know, because uh, you you're always one play away from needing that guy. Yeah. I'd like to see him get some more meaningful snaps sometimes. And I mean, obviously not Quinn's our guy, right? We all agree he's QB one, but no, he looked really good. And yeah, I mean, I think it's just obvious that Malik probably won't be here next year. It'll be, you know, hopefully Arch Manning, whoever else we can bring in, maybe like someone in the transfer portal for depth, Charles Wright, and, you know, hopefully a recruit. There's a one guy that we had that quarterback, Owens, Tyler Owens. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. he's committed already. So, you know, you know, like we said, we like we hope Malik could like. We wish there was a year where Malik could slide in and play, but the only way that's possible, if Malik. Really, if Malik played after Arch left. Mm-hmm. Really, but I don't think I, I like. Kind too talented to do that. Like, yeah. You know, so hopefully it will. Like, it's it's a good thing to have as much talent as you do in the quarterback room. Oh, for sure. And you know, we're, you're gonna lose people to the transfer because they want to play. They want to have a chance at the NFL. And I think Malik has a shot at playing in the NFL for sure because of the size and his arm strength. You know, you wish he would he would represent Texas in the NFL, but you know, right now we're we are blessed to have Quinn and Arch as is kind of the next step. So, 
know, we'll see. Yeah, it's a great problem to have. Like, yeah. having too much in the cupboard is always better than having nothing in the cupboard or wondering yeah. who's going to step up and be that guy. Um, you know, since we're talking about quarterbacks, you want to talk about Quinn? Like, how did I know we said he looked great, but what did you see that made you more excited about him or at least kind of see progression or immaturity besides obviously losing some weight, looking in shape, and getting the haircut? I think it's more of um, a little bit more of understanding the offense and just being comfortable in it. He doesn't look too – like his feet don't look happy. Mm-hmm. I think – and that, that goes with having a, a experienced offensive line too. So, um, so I just – like he threw – I he, he threw one pass where it was over the middle where I thought Sanders actually gets the <laughs> – it was in coverage, but like these guys are gonna have to make throws that or make throws that or people are in coverage and through tight windows. Like you know, not expecting people to be open by ten to fifteen yards like all the time. Like yeah, hopefully that's the windows we were throwing to. But you know, like he's gonna have to make a good throw every once in a while into coverage to where his guy can get it. So I, I just I I trust I kind of trust him a little bit more. Um, like, but, you know, I wouldn't be worried if something happened to him when he kind of come into the game. Yeah. I like we. I think I touched on it a little bit last week, but I always – I said I wanted Quinn to have Sanders as, like, that security blanket. Almost yeah. uh, Sh- McCoy's Shipley as you – or maybe. Or, I mean, even I'd be happy even with, like, Whittington, how DuVernay was. You know, like, so seeing him – I don't say force those throws, but, you know, make a tight throw – I'm glad it was the Sanders because that tells me like, oh, this is my guy. He's we've said it before. He's a Mitch match every single play. So that's where I want to see him make take those risks, you know, force those throws, not to Xavier Worthy or anyone else. Whittington and Sanders, preferably Sanders. And and well, you know, with Mitchell coming on, maybe Mitchell too. I think Mitchell might be a good, uh, but I think Mitchell's gonna be on the outside. But yeah. You know, wouldn't take Sanders in the middle for sure. Um, you know, a little side note too that we were able we picked up a transfer portal guy from Minnesota, all Big Ten guy. He's a tackle commit. You know, that's I didn't necessarily need, think we needed help, but you can always never have too many fresh bodies. And yes, and you know, sorry. He looks like kind of like a run stopper. Yeah, like he's kind a of boy. Like a million, kind of. Mm-hmm. So, and you know, you're always, you know, especially those defensive tackles. We were, you know, fortunate enough last year to pretty go through pretty much the season without much injuries there. But there's just so much going on in the trenches. I mean, I played offensive defensive line high school. I'm sure you did too. You know, it's nothing to fall down, roll over. You know, your ankle's gone or your knee's gone, and you just you can't have enough bodies. And we talked about. I didn't really get to pay attention to it as much. I need to go back and look. But Alfred Collins, like. You know, especially if he doesn't step up, like we're gonna need that depth of you know, just uh, to step up and kind of you know, revolve in those trenches. So yeah. uh, I'm always happy with big bodies, man. You see Bear Alexander, uh, the big old yeah. Uh, yeah. Anthony Hill tweeting him. Yeah, I heard it's right now. It's you. I think USC is the leader right now. Yeah, a lot of people are upset because like. 
they know tampering has been happening happening with him. Yeah, I mean, like how do you, you tampering is nothing to be surprised about. Like, how do you go from Georgia just won a national championship and he played? No, he played. Don't get me wrong. And then to going to go get coached in USC and that defense, like, yeah, come on, man. like that. There's something else going on. Like, if Texas gets him, I'm not gonna say that Texas wasn't tampering or whatever with him either. But you know, until they make rules, they can't. What are you gonna do? Mm-hmm. I'm trying to see what his ranking was because I'm. Pr- I think he was pretty damn high. Oh, he was the number nine. Yeah. Overall defensive line was number fifty overall prospect. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Um and then let's see. So we had like a thing. I don't know, AP was uh, there's reasons there AP was doing an interview or something and a speech and then he's saying why he didn't come to Texas is because Mac Brown was loyal to Cedric Vinson in two thousand four where Vinson won his Dote Walker Award and AP's like trying to use that as like a dig towards Mac Brown. Like, why? Like, you, I really have guys that I really have a coach that's gonna be loyal to your guy. Like, he came back for his senior year. He's one of the best running backs to be at Texas. You know, you could argue Earl Campbell and Ricky probably one and two, but Cedric was right behind him, man. Like, Cedric's a great, great, great running back. Um, and then. You know, you just uh, AP kind of look, you know, Adrian Peterson kind of look kind of like, I don't look, look, it made him look stupid, like to think, oh, I'm not gonna come to Texas because I want to sit behind a great running back as a freshman. Dude, like, you're still a freshman. I great, great, I know Adrian Peterson is a freak athlete, freak running back, good. He's good at Oklahoma, but like, man, like, I don't know. You, you tell me, like, if I go to a coach that says, yeah. I want to be a, little, uh, my, a senior running back, one of the better running backs we've ever had. Yeah, I'm going to be loyal to him. But, you know, next year, you have a chance to compete. Like, you can be, be, compete for the backup job, but, you know, next year, next year, is gonna, you can be you. Like, I kind of trust – I would like loyalty more than, oh, yeah, you, any freshman can come in and right away and start. No, man, like, come on, like. But it is what it is. He didn't come, you know. It's, yeah, nothing we can do about it now. It's – 23 years later, you know, it's 22 years later. But, uh, no, I mean, it would have been nice to see Adrian Peterson the burn orange. It always sucks losing guys in your home soil to Oklahoma, even though that area up there is kind of already Oklahoma. But, yeah, it's stupid. Like, I don't even know how this stuff comes up, right? Like, podcasts and people talking and all that. Um, but one thing that was kind of weird, too, was having RG3 call our spring game. Like, did, did that in, I don't know. It was kind of weird. Yeah. Um, he's pretty, he's pretty not, I don't think he's that biased. So he was good. It was just kind of weird. Yeah, he's one of my, he's he's kind of one of my favorite um, guys to listen to. Because, you know, he has a lot of like weird analogies or sayings and stuff. And like, and they're kind of funny. But um, he knows what he's talking about. He was a great college quarterback. You know, he kind of got the short and the stick of the NFL. So, um, like, you know, it kind of sucks for him, but he knows what he's talking about as a quarterback. 
so yeah, I, I like him calling the games. Um, you know, he. So yeah, it's not too big of a deal with him calling games. Yeah, no, like he's he's not he's not super biased. Like you said, he is. He knows what he's talking about. It, I was just, I mean, yeah, whatever. So let's see. So that's pretty much the spring game. You know, no more football until August. Um, the dead summer months coming up. But baseball, man, baseball was crazy, uh, and crazy. Like Lucas Gordy went out there and he did his job. You know, held Baylor like. You know, he threw over 100 pitches again. I'll have to see him maybe not throw that many next week. But, you know, but, you know, we go into the ninth inning up 11 to 3, something like that. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. Yeah, yeah it was 11 to 3. And they, yeah. they played at 6 in the ninth to Just make it the ninth. And so, like, you're watching that game, and you're like, okay, they didn't really use anybody. Like, these are still kind of new guys. Like, I really didn't. They haven't made a lot of appearances, and it's like, okay, it's just the new guys. You know, we got a, we got a huge lead. Like, we got out of it. It's cool. That's not going to happen again. Whatever. So, you go to Saturday, and then this Caleb Hurley kid gets a start. Like, they kind of replaced Chavis on Saturday and moved him to Sunday, which – I don't like like Travis was doing good on Saturdays. Like, there's no mm. need to replace him. And the kid can't get out the first fucking inning. Yeah. Like, the, the, like their pitcher wasn't that great either. Like, but you know they couldn't couldn't find a strike zone. Couldn't like okay. What pisses me off is so so much is they get zero and two and it seems like there were you know the hitters zero and two. And the next pitch is a fastball or something, and the guy can handle it and doubles it or hits a home run. But then they get like three, like I get three and zero, and they're throwing breaking balls for ball four. And with that outfield that we have, as in Kennedy and Campbell and Porter Brown, fucking let them throw goddamn throw strikes, and let the outfield and the infield do their job. Yeah, cause that, cause like, what we, what was, what we had a four run lead going into the ninth inning last, uh, for a Saturday, mm-hmm. and then we lost that one. That, but that, you know, that one we used Morehouse and we used the start better starters, or not better starters, but you know the more recognized, recognizable uh, relief pitchers. You know, Morehouse looked like crap. Like he hit a batter, he spiked one, hit another guy, hit another guy. Like he's just, I don't know what's going on. He's, I don't know if he's going through the Aaron Nix uh, situation right now. He just doesn't have it mentally or what. But we lost yeah, he, that game. We, he couldn't even get out of the inning either. And like I'm looking at the numbers right now. You know, Heston uh, Soul and DJ Burke, they did a good job. You know, they combined for yeah. seven innings, three hits, no one runs. Uh, they kept the walks out of you. They had w- four walks between the two, but Charlie Hurley, man, like as a pitcher with a lead, especially, you know, more than three, four runs, you have to challenge hitters. Dude. Like you said, go up there, those strikes, make them hit the ball, put the ball in play. And, you know, if he hits a home run, oh, well, you live with it. You know, it's a solo home run where it starts hurting you is when you walk two guys 
then you try to challenge that guy because you have to. And then he hits a home run, and it's you know putting up three spots up on the on the scoreboard. And I, it's just these guys. Yeah, I don't understand. Well, I don't know. Yeah, it's uh, it's super frustrating. Morehouse looked like crap again. You know, and like I kind of told you, like I only trust him in his first appearance of the weekend. And was that his? That was his first one. That, that was his first one, and. He just couldn't get it done. I mean, granted, you know, we played five games in a row, turn around, play again on Friday. You know, sometimes, you know, this is the it was super hot weekend. Uh, you know, there's a lot of things to go into. In fact, I'm not making excuses for these guys, but it's it's time to get serious, dude. Like we got moved up to 14th. I mean, we still got to talk about Sunday's game, I know, but we got moved up in the 14th. And like I told you, I don't feel like the 14th best team in the country at all. No, I mean, like I'd, I'd rather have. Put us 21, 25, and let us be underdogs. Stay in the rankings just for, you know, seeding purposes. Uh, but I, I, I'd be the underdog all day. I don't want to crack the top 15 because I don't feel like we're a top 15 team. No, not after the performance of this weekend. Graham, and, you know, I'm sorry. It's also frustrating, too, because, you know, Coach Rodriguez was at Baylor last year. You feel like – and as he left kind of, you know, later in the summer, you, you feel like – he should have had a better read on this team or like, Hey guys, this guy, you know, we're going to do this to this guy. Just see, like, you know, a, a lot of these players that are at Baylor last year, you know, you were their head coach. Well, so uh, their, their turnover was worse. It was about the same as our turnover. Was it? Okay. Like, well, then they had a lot of, they had like a lot, like three of their starters or transfers in or freshmen. So like granted, Rodriguez probably wasn't know all of them, but but the, like you can't like the bats were alive this weekend. Yeah, we were hitting the ball, we were getting timely hits together, hitting home. Well, I think we only hit one home run. What Ek did on Sunday because the wind was blowing in the hole. And that's another thing. If the wind is blowing in that hard, just throw strikes. And if they do hit it up, they have to hit it with so much. They have to hit it so hard to get it out of the ballpark. Mm-hmm. Like. That was another thing that was making me mad. But, you know, so we go to Sunday. We go down early, come back, get the lead. And then, you know, LeBaron Johnson comes in and gets the three inning close. But, like, he was he wasn't looking great either. Then David Pierce came out and talked to him. And after David Pierce came out and talked to him, that was it. We started throwing straight gas. Uh, you know, it's hard to hit 97 sometimes. And LeBaron got out of it. Got, got out of the eighth, went to the ninth, kind of like a, like a one, two, three in the ninth, or one, you know, mm-hmm. hit or got hit face four batters, but he was able to get out of it. So, you know, we did pick up the weekend series. That's like, that's all like, you know, we need to do from now on is just win two out of three every time we go and we'll be fine. I don't see it being an issue, but, you know, barely like Baylor's won the lot early, you know, Baylor was one of the last two home series. So maybe they're better at home. Um, I don't know. Their, their pitching wasn't great. You know, we were able to hit, you know, it's not like we weren't hitting. It was just our relief pitching was just suspect. And, you know, when you face a better team, it's just, it's, you know, we're not going to, we're not going to, we better, hopefully we face their shitty pitchers and have a, eight run lead going into innings is like that's not gonna it's not gonna fly it's not gonna fly in the in regionals yeah for sure so and, and you can't expect the offense to turn it up and make up big 
big gaps like that all the time. You know, maybe last year, yeah, you got Melendez and you know Murphy Staley and all these guys who get the ball to the park. But this team, although we do have power, is not that offense. And uh, they're they're more clutch hitting. Like they're we're gonna play. We're gonna keep the ball inside a ballpark, but we're gonna hit like we're gonna hit for doubles. Mm-hmm. We're gonna do you know we're gonna sacrifice if we have to. You know, sacrifice the bunt. So it's, I, it's kind of this team offensively is not better than last year's team, but more consistent, I think. Yeah. I guess, scrap here. You... Yeah. Because last year's team, like, if they we weren't hitting home runs, it was like, it was kind of like the ball, the game was kind of dead. And we struck out a lot last year. Yeah. We've been striking out a lot lately, too. So that's yeah. another. But, you know, EK kind of came alive and hit that ball into the river on a one hopper. Um, like D- uh, Dylan Campbell's still been kind of hot lately. And I think Powell kind of came back alive and Gil Met came back a little bit. Porter, Porter Brown had a double, couple doubles. Ryland came through on as a DH mm-hmm. on Sunday. Uh, I think he had the game winning or game winning RBI really on Sunday. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you know, so this week we have <clears throat> at midweek against the ACU. They are, I think they're 14 and 11 right now. Two game losing streak. Uh, it's a midweek game, so not really too sure. You know, I'm kind of wondering who's going to start for us on Tuesday. Um, Ace maybe. He played on no, he pitched on Sunday. Yeah, so, I've. No, well, sure. we play Wednesday. We play Wednesday. That's right. So yeah. Maybe Maybe A's can play pitch on Wednesday, and then you have to me you have to give LeBaron a shot this weekend again, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Yeah, he went out there, did what he needed to do, picked up a save. Uh, yeah, I think he definitely earned a shot because Charlie Curley's not going to get another no. Saturday Saturday start. I think he put Staley back in Saturday and then go with LeBaron on Sunday. Uh, that way, if you kind of desperately need him to come in on Saturday. You know, he's still there. But yeah. um, I think Staley has clearly proven himself to be the number two guy. Yeah. So, but we got, so we play Oklahoma this weekend in Austin. You know, the Red River robbery is going to be in Austin. Um, you know, Oklahoma's 19 and 18 right now. Um, they lost to Baylor, but Baylor, it was a much more competitive or much lower scoring games. Um uh, they play Oklahoma State on Tuesday, so no telling what they're going to do with their pitching rotation. Like, do they go after the rival in the midweek game, or what do they do? So, how does that work with the conference? Uh, I guess it's conference. It, it's just I think I don't I don't know I don't, I want to say this, <laughs> but that, I, Oklahoma's like last in the conference right now. Yeah, I think when you have a two game series with them later on, or like you know. I yeah. just said, I, I need to, we need to ask Zach about that one. I'll shoot him a text. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Oklahoma's not a good baseball team uh, at all. Uh, yeah, so, yeah. But, you know, it's, it's always different when you play as a big rival. Um, For sure, so- yeah. Last year, we were their turning point. You know, we had to come back from like a seven-run deficit in like the seventh, I think it was, last year on yeah. Sunday to even win the series. Uh, I think we, we we played them in Fort Worth last year or in Arlington last year. Yeah. Um, the first game we won. Second game, 
They came back. They rallied back to beat us. And then game three, we had to, like I said, come up with, I think Dylan Campbell. That was like the spark. That was Dylan Campbell, yeah. Yeah. He had to go. He had like two home runs that game. I think one was a three-run home run. Um, and But that game also sparked Oklahoma to go on their run and go all the way to the national championship, you know. So uh, it's, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, but they don't have the talent or the pitching they had last year. So. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I like like just like last week. I like a sweep this week, but I'll settle for two out of three from here on out. Yeah, let's 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 win Friday's game. Let's win this <laughs> Friday, and then let's you know let's go in from there because let's hold on to a lead and just smother them out. Like, yeah. don't let them chip away or not even really chip away this this weekend. It was like chunks. It was, it was like a heavyweight boxing match, you know. So. But, you know, because, like, the defense is playing really well behind it. Like, I know early in the year we had a bunch of errors and stuff like that. But this year, like, now that like, the defense is settled in, you know, we're not making we're not making too many mistakes. Um, Daly and O'Dow are playing great up the middle. Uh, so, just you got to trust the defense. I mean, like, if the wind's blowing, if the wind's blowing in at the dish, like, just get strikes over the plate, you know, let them hit, like, you know, like even the wind's not even blowing. Like, you know, dish box is a hard place to hit out of. It's, it's mm-hmm. super. Deep. So, like, just you know, trust your defense. Like, especially if you have the lead, man. If you have the lead, just trust your defense to make plays. You know, that's what I like so much about um, what was it, like Pete, Pete oh. two years, Pete last year and two years ago, like. Okay, like he has, not, like, you know, that slider was his like his strikeout pitch, but he wasn't going out there to strike out people. He was going out there just to get ground balls, to get get out of the innings. Yeah, he yeah. goes complete game with like eighty pitches, you know, super efficient outings. And no, yeah, I agree. So like we don't like we don't have a guy that like Gordon has that. You know, they were calling it the California swagger or California confidence, and he want I you know. When Gordon's out there, I kind of trust him to get like he, he you know he's been in trouble, but he's been able to pitch out of it. But he kind of looks like he wants to strike everybody out because mm-hmm. he has the changeup. Yeah. Um, but you know you just with that changeup, even if he like misses a little bit and they hit it, it's just gonna go. It's just gonna be a ground ball to to first base to you know second or third base. So I don't know. It's a and then you know going back to last week, I think. I don't really see a weakness in this lineup right now as the hitting. Uh, I think uh, person I really don't I, I don't trust right now is Mitch. Mitchell Daly, he's been pretty spotty. Uh, he's my boy, but I think he needs to cut the strikeouts down a little bit. Ryland, uh, he has his moments. Uh, the, yeah, because of the DH and Mitchell are the only ones, like because Jarrett uh, Thomas, right, the first baseman, yeah. like. He, he was like three for that game. Yeah. Uh, the last couple weeks, he has been getting better and better and better every week and like showing you why he was such a highly touted high school kid because he's figuring it out. Even on defensively, I think he looks really good at first base. Like he's tall and lanky and not lanky, but you know, he's he's built like a great first baseman. So yeah. he's definitely figured it out. I think, yeah, I mean, if there was a weakness in this lineup, it would probably be Mitchell Daly. 
but his, you know, his defense is so good. That's what started as a freshman. Like, I think he batted sub 200 as a freshman, but his defense was just so good at second that yeah. it caused him to play. I think, yeah, but I also, sometimes I think, like, he's he's hit the ball really hard and well, but it's yeah. always right at somebody, so he hasn't had that luck that Campbell, like, Campbell did that at the beginning of the year, like, he was hitting the ball hard, but it would always be right at somebody. But so, then Mitch, then Mitch was it this week, he hit a ball, like, 404 feet, right, like, it was almost a home run to dead center, it was just, like, needed to do a couple more squats last week to get that ball over, so. I was, like, looking at, like, if they said the batter's eye, if it hits the batter's eye, it's a home run. It hit, like, the batter's oh. eye. It didn't hit the wall. So, I don't know what happened with that. They said it it, it hit the top of the – or the top of the wall, right? And yeah. Stadium. Yeah, it was – I don't know. But, yeah, so, you know, baseball right now, like, we're still number one in the Big 12. You know, we're sitting at 14th in the D1 ranking. Um. We have a lot of good things going for us. Our bats were good. You know, we just got to get pitched back to control. Um, you know, we have two days off until we play again, which is nice. You know, I think mean, the team really needs needed that break. Um, and let's see what, what he, like, you know, we paid Woody Williams to come here and be our pitching coach. This is time for him to show up and be a real pitching coach, you know. Yeah. So... Um, about the time last year where our, our bullpen kind of fell apart and we were unable to, you know, put some of those games away. It, when it, it, was, it was a problem all year long, but I've, after Texas State last year, it was, uh, it was a big problem, you yeah. know, period. It was like you were just hoping and praying that you could get that. That's whenever Tristan, Ta- Tristan Stevens went and made the switch to the bullpen. But, uh, you know, it's, I look at the schedule when we have Oklahoma – TCU next week, Kansas State the week after that. But for the most part, it, we're in control of our own destiny. And this is the first time I can remember that in a long time where we don't have to hope this team loses, that team does this. You know, as long as we do our job and win two out of three every single week, which looking at the schedule is a very real possibility, uh, we can achieve that. It's weird to think we could win the Big 12 without time ad and. Pete Hansen, Ivan Melendez, and all those guys. Because I think Ty Madden, they went that year they tied, we, uh, yeah, tied TCU for the Big 12 championship that year. So, you know, co Big 12 champs, but we weren't able to win it last year. And it's, uh, it'd be funny to win it, you know, after we lost all those guys to the pros last year. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, it's uh, the, a lot of rumblings are going to start. If uh, Tanner Wick can get out there pretty soon, and yeah, pitched, it's, so. it's, they said he pitched some live bullpens, right? And then they said hopefully by May. We're yeah, April, May, and we're getting close to the end of April. Yeah, it's uh, so maybe he's the answer to come come in at the end and clo- you know shut it down. Uh, I definitely wouldn't give him more than an appearance a week, so you better say which one you want, you know. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so. Yeah, I got so I got some light tire questions for you. You ready for them? So let's do it. All right. All right, Baxter will be the starting running back week one. Ooh, I'm not gonna light the tower on that one. I think uh, kind of he talked about some of that loyalty. I think uh, Jonathan Brooks is he's the veteran in the room. He's earned it. He's a you know three star kid. 
he's come in there and he's done it the right way, and I think he's kind of earned that spot. Will it be like that week five, six? I don't know. Uh, I think Cedric Baxter just kind of has that it factor. Like it's like a I mean, watching him run is like it, you're waiting for him to explode. Like any minute he can go to the house and take. Which I guess Jonathan Brooks can as well too. You know he's he's done it. But I'm in it for for now. I'm not gonna like the tower. I think week one be Jonathan Brooks back there. All right, so A.D. Mitchell will lead the team in touchdowns. Man, I'm not going to like Sauer again. I think for some reason it is going to be Xavier Worthy. I think he has playing with a chip on his shoulder. You definitely you know that guy reads his, his press headlines, man, and there's no way all this negative uh, you know, criticism of him having the broken hand, all that, he's not going to come back this year and play with the, you know, a chip on his shoulder. And we all know how much Sark loves to target him, even though last year was a little bit uh, – we kind of had to target him a little bit more because there was no uh, – Isaiah Nayor, I, I think he's still going to get a, a big chunk of targets, and I think he'll lead the team in touchdowns. Okay. And so my last one is uh, right now Eric, Eric Kennedy leads the team, and – Home runs, and Peyton Powell leads the team in average. Mm-hmm. At the end of the year, Dylan Campbell will have will lead the team both in home runs and batting average. I think he's heating up. Um, I, yeah, I like the tower on that one. It's either going to be DC or Porter Brown. I think Porter Brown is he's at, how many is he's three back right from the lead. He's how many? Uh, I think he's I think he's right there. I think he's like. Five, he has that six or seven. Eric Kennedy only has eight right now, so. Okay. Yeah, it's crazy to think Ivan had like 25 at this point last year. Um, yeah. yeah, I got I got a big prediction for the TCU week game, but I'll save it for that one. But, yeah, my boy Porter Brown, I think he's going to – he'll start picking up some, some steam later on here. All right. Uh, and you have any questions? Yeah, I got some. Texas will have a running back with at least 10 touchdowns. I know, you know, we're going to be having a big running back committee. There's going to be a lot of, you know, guys getting the ball this year. We don't have a Bichon, don't have a Roshan. Do you think at least one running back will have 10 rushing touchdowns? Uh, no, I think as a running back unit, they'll probably have 15, but I think somebody's going to, I think it's going to be like, I think anywhere between 20 and 15 touchdowns on the ground. And I think somebody's going to come up like one or two short of having 10. Because, like, from what we saw in the spring game, like, how do you not – how does Blue not get a chance to play? How does Baxter not get a chance to play? How does Brooks not get a chance to play? How does Red not get in the in – the, in the, in, and they like, get some, like, you know – Say they put Savion Red in, in there and they're going two minutes and they get down to the one goal to the yard one yard line and they just hand off to him and get one. You know, he's gonna he'll get some rushing touchdowns or he breaks a long one off. Like I don't know. I don't I, I And you Keelan Robinson too, like go a Keelan. Like yeah, yeah, granted he won't have the traditional, you know, let's you know, hand it off between the tackles, but he's gonna be in that backfield making plays for sure this season. Yeah, so yeah, I don't I don't think one guy will have ten. I think as a unit they'll have a lot. So that's what I, that's what I'll say. Do you? My next one is: 
Do you think Quinn Ewers will have at least 25 passing touchdowns this year? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I wanted to go 30, but I was like, yeah, that's yeah. – I don't think it's pushing it with the arm talent and the receivers we have, but I just think we have a lot of talent, and hopefully we open up the playbook a lot this year. So, um, yeah, that's all I got. All right, well, that's all we got for you all this week. Um, you know, we're going to look at, you know, you got to go win two out of three this weekend. Hopefully we figure out some bullpen. Um, ACU's coming to town on uh, Wednesday. Let's go get that game, and we'll be with you all next week to talk about what happened. Yeah, Ryan Davis, Javon, uh, I mean, Ryan Garcia and Javante Davis this weekend, too. Big, huge boxing match. So make sure you all check that out as well.